Benjamin, we have a discussion today about recording our thoughts on paper for personal reflection, often referred to as keeping a diary. The only person who calls me Benjamin in this world is my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually not. So here's here's I'm gonna actually go against my better judgment <laughs> in this podcast. What do you do the rest and of the day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go against my better judgment, and I am actually going to be the one asking the questions and letting you provide the majority of the content in this podcast. I just had a sense of enormous power wash over me. <laughs> well, the nice thing is the stop record button is within reach. And so if this gets too crazy, we'll just turn it off. Not the way you're leaning back in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I like this already. Let's do this more often. We should podcast more. So I, I've heard that you keep a diary with a lock on it under your... Pillow. Is that true? That's not true. That's okay. Filthy Good. lie. I'm glad that's a filthy lie. Um, what we're actually going to be talking about is not keeping a diary, but uh, journaling. And the reason that I am... My phone's ringing in my office. We're just going to let that ring in the background and show people <laughs> that this actually is not a very professional setup. Doesn't uh, matter what emergency might be on that line. That's right. The podcast is more important at the, this moment. And whoever's calling me is probably going to realize that it was them. Uh, they probably think they're calling into the podcast. They might. You know what? That might be a caller on the line. We should do callers. Like, like that would be cool to figure out a way to do that. But anyway, uh, we were talking about journaling. And the reason that I'm going to let you be the information person on this, which is always a risk, is that I actually do not currently journal. I have uh, journaled prayers every once in a while. Maybe about once a month I'll write a prayer out um, in my, you know, in my to-do list system that I use. Um, if, if I feel the, you know, the stirring of the spirit in order to do so, but I am not good at journaling, never have been. I've tried it a couple times and then I just realized I'm just not wired that way. Some people love to journal for others. It is a, um, a burden. And so, um, this actually kind of surprises me because you're such a, uh, a tactile manual writer kind yes. of a guy that, yes. that actually, I, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, I just, for some reason, I've never really gotten into journaling. And when I've tried, it's never really picked up. The truth is, if I forced myself to journal for 30 days straight, I bet it would become a part of my life. I just haven't gotten to that point. Maybe I should. Maybe you should convince me to become a journaler. Well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to make a YouTube video about all the benefits to your brain for journaling, and then you'll watch it, and, <laughs> and then, then you'll start it, doing and it. Then start. That's right. That's right. If you convince me that it's good for me, and it's good for my brain health, and it's good for my spiritual life, then well, I might do Okay, it. so let me just preface a little bit by saying what we're not talking about is all journaling at all times everywhere. That's Journaling's correct. kind of experienced a resurgence in popular culture right now, and we're not talking about just... Bullet journaling. Right. Or, this, is, this is something totally different. What we're going to talk about are two uh, disciplines that can be beneficial to your spiritual life. They can help your fellowship with God. Um, they're not inspired, they're not required by God, but, um, I have found them to be helpful, um, these two forms and 
um, I will argue on the basis of church history that Christians through the ages have found these things to be helpful and found what, journaling to be helpful. Found journaling to be helpful. Let, let's pause right at the beginning and talk about disciplines of the Christian faith. Disciplines of the Christian faith are not the agent by which we grow in our spiritual walk, but they can be used in cooperation with the Holy Spirit to allow Scripture to saturate into our lives in a better way. So, yeah. for instance, spiritual discipline of attending church, forcing yourself to go to church even when you don't feel like it, there's no merit to be earned in that way, but it puts you in a position to have the Word of God um, placed on your heart on a consistent yeah. basis. So with scripture reading, prayer, things of that nature. So when we say the discipline of journaling, that's what we're referring to. Right, and I'm just going to, because you brought it up. You brought it up. This is your fault. I'm not contradicting you, but I'm going to get even more specific than that. Well, this actually um, is your floor because you're providing <laughs> the content here, so please. Say it again. <laughs> I will not say it again. If you want to hear it again, no, you okay, can rewind so, no, the you, podcast you, and listen to it. But. Okay, before I lose the point, this is this is a good point. Um, spiritual disciplines are the point in you where your will meets a means of grace. Yes. And how it meets a means of grace. So, for instance, the Bible is a means of grace. Mm -hmm. God uses the Bible to sanctify the soul. We In reading and studying the Bible... It is the reading and studying of the Bible that is the active, willful component in a person that meets the means of grace. When I regularly choose to pick up my Bible and read it, that's the spiritual discipline that interacts with the means of grace. And those two things in combination uh, uh, are used of God uh, to, to transform my life. Yeah. God doesn't use the means of grace apart from spiritual disciplines. Yeah. There are... Um, spiritual disciplines which are not required in the Christian life, but which can be helpful. There are some spiritual disciplines that are required in the Christian life. Um, you have to either read or hear God's word as a discipline in order for it to produce lasting change in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you, the, the Bible doesn't exist in a vacuum. The mm -hmm. spiritual discipline has to interact with the Bible on some level of comprehension, mm -hmm. either through reading or hearing. Mm -hmm. But there are more disciplines than what are required for spirituality. Journaling is a helpful but not strictly necessary one. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about two different ways that a person can journal for spiritual growth. The first way is a pretty historic method, and it sounds a lot like, you know, the kind of the more ancient practice of keeping a kind of a daily log, um, but it would be journaling for, I'm going to call it spiritual temperature taking. Okay. Journaling for spiritual temperature taking. Um, like and a spiritual thermometer. That's right. Yes. Um, but uh, thermometer is a noun and temperature taking is the verb that I'm trying to emphasize I there. Thermometer so myself. <laughs> uh, not with good English. <laughs> <laughs> Make me squirm sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the best historical example of this, in my opinion, bar none, is David Brainerd. Yes. Some of uh, you, as you heard me say David Brainerd, you got very excited because David Brainerd's already had a big impact on your life. Some of you thought that is the stupidest name I've ever heard. Brainerd? Brainerd. What is that? He was a missionary to the early colonies, right? The American Indians in an early, early America, 1700s. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, he lived early, 17, early to mid-1700s. He was the son-in-law of Jonathan Edwards, mm -hmm. the New England uh, Puritan preacher. Uh, David Brainerd was called of God to preach the gospel to Native Americans. And this was pre 1776. Right. Pre the United States so of America. So there's still colonies at this in point. In the colonies, taking the gospel to 
Native Americans who, who were here in the colonies, and uh, or should say the colonies were here, and 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 he's he's an American or an English missionary in the colonies, taking the gospel to this indigenous people group. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so David Brainerd uh, kept a daily, more or less, log. Mostly, not of his activities, although there were, there were some of that, but he kept a daily log of the state of his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. He kept a log of like what he prayed that day and how long he prayed and how it helped him or just the state of his own soul. And I'm just going to read just a couple of selections because I think it's really helpful. I have helpful. a feeling you were going to read a selection You know, for I think us. we have to. Um, Should we put like music in the background while you read this? No. Nah, well, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I do have a, uh, I think that would be nice. All right, let's, uh, I'm just going to read just a couple of, these are more or less random because they're pretty exemplary of really the whole breadth of his journaling. Cue um, the music. Cue the music. Um, and by the way, I'm going to say it before you cue the music. Stop the music. Sorry. Uh, he, he included the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I'm going to read a couple of selections, one from some journal entries that reflect um, just an experience of being closer to God and then a journal entry or two that express an experience of being discouraged in your Christian life. And David Brainerd is a good example of how to write about both. Um, really kind of uh, just a couple days apart, November the 27th, 1742, um, he says, committed my soul to God with some degree of comfort, left New York about nine in the morning, came away with a distressing sense still of my unspeakable worth unworthiness. Surely I may well love all my brethren, for none of them all is so vile as I. Whatever they do outwardly, yet it seems to me none is conscious of so much guilt before God. Oh, my leanness, my barrenness, my carnality, my past bitterness, and lack of a gospel disposition. These things oppress my soul. Rode from New York 30 miles to White Plains and most of the way continued lifting up my heart to God for mercy and purifying grace. Spent the evening much dejected in spirit. Hmm. And that's the entry for the day. And uh, you might say, oh man, that's so depressing for him to think about that. But actually, it's those kinds of meditations that, number one, help us understand um, that our relationship with God is a daily occurrence. We are daily pursuing our relationship with God. Number two, it's helpful for us to meditate on the state of our uh, uh, our sinful condition apart from God's grace. Mm. I would argue that the very fact that David Brainerd spent so much time thinking about his own unworthiness on this particular day actually motivated him to pursue God with greater desperation sure. and also prepared his heart to receive a deeper measure of God's grace, understanding the depth of his own sinfulness. Sure. Um, well, I'm assuming some people would have more feelings of that depending on their temperament, maybe, or depending on the season of life sure. or whatever. Yeah. And I think the more point of others. it, again, is I think in our society, we have we we take our relationship with God for granted so easily hmm. that we would just go day to day with barely a thought after God, much less a thought after the sinfulness of my heart, uh, the state of grace in which God has brought me, the hunger that I have for God's word, or so on and so forth. So it really, I mean, again, we're going back to this concept of he's using this journal to help take his spiritual temperature, and this is not him complaining. This is not him uh, moping in the dust. But lamenting like we see David lament and praying for God's mercy and calling out to God in that way. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
um, he, he's going to say uh, use a phrase that's kind of uh, maybe a little bit strange. We don't use it uh, anymore, but it's pretty common back in the 1700s. But he says uh, some time earlier, he says, uncommonly weaned from the world today. My soul delighted to be a stranger and pilgrim on the earth. I felt a disposition in me never to have anything to do with the world. The character given of some of the ancient people of God in Hebrews 11, 13 was very pleasing to me. They, quote, confessed that they were pilgrims and strangers on earth, end quote, by their daily practice. And oh, that I could always do so. Spent some considerable time in a pleasant grove in prayer and meditation. Oh, it is sweet to be thus weaned from friends and from myself and dead to the present world, that so I may live wholly to and upon the blessed God, saw myself little, low, and vile in myself. Hmm. And what, a, what an example of somebody who uh, recording the, 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 the grace that God gave to him in the scriptures, that as he was meditating on scripture, he found his own heart resonating with truth and he took time to write it down. And I think that, that again, that accomplishes a couple purposes. It helps you to grow in self-knowledge of your own spiritual state. Secondly, it, um, uh, it helps to cement daily workings of God's grace into your brain. Hmm. I think it helps us to be aware of the undulations of the way God ministers to us throughout the day of his word. When we take the time to reflect for five or 10 minutes at the end of the day and say, how did God minister grace to my soul today? And if nothing else, maybe this habit of journaling in this manner would be to say, okay, um, give me five to 10 minutes to pause and reflect and to focus on my relationship with God. Right. Just just putting this habit in your life to say, at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, maybe on a lunch break, to end your lunch break, maybe when you get home from work, maybe before you go to bed, whatever it would be, to say, Lord, this is how I saw you work in my life today, yeah. and this is where I fell short, but I'm claiming your grace in my union with you for... Uh, my relationship with you today. Right. And I know that, you know, like your family, you know, more or less you guys try to uh, take some time with the kids at dinner to go through high lows, just mm -hmm. talk about what was the high point of the day? What was the yeah. low point of the day? Holly and I try to, as often as we can, just to talk about a few things we're thankful for at the yeah. end of each day. What are we thankful for today? Yeah. Um, and this would be something that would be private, but it would be an opportunity for you personally to reflect on your day with God hmm. and to say, what was my relationship with God characterized by today? And how did God move and work? And I think what that does is, again, it takes your spiritual temperature. It helps you to develop the discipline of being daily aware of how God ministers grace to your soul through the word and what your thoughts of God are throughout the day. Anyway, yeah. so that's yeah. one version. That's one potential use of journaling for spiritual help and growth. And I think there is growth in that. So I'll bring this together and say, I think journaling in this way would help develop what we would call a God consciousness, yeah. which would be the opposite of ungodliness. Ungodliness would be not thinking about God, taking God out of the situation. Right. God consciousness would be saying, Lord, how are you working in my life and around me today? And it also, by virtue of that, helps to cultivate a godly self-consciousness because yes. I'm always looking at myself, not independently from God, but in relation to God, his sure. character, his righteousness. I see myself truly for what I am in my sinfulness, but I receive willingly. I, man, I Jonathan or uh, David Brainerd can celebrate. Thank you, God, so much that you really did give me the grace to 
die to the world today. Yep. And I'm thankful for that. And that's a wonderful thing as well, to be recognizing not a, a personal accomplishment, but a work of God's grace and to praise God in a personal, private way through that. Sure. What's the other way to journal? The other way would be, um, and this is the way that I'm, I, I have found the most personal success in my own spiritual life. And I think the other way is the way that I have done in the past. Probably. But I'm, what I do is I keep some sort of a commonplace book, just a blank ruled notebook, and with my Bible reading write something down for my Bible reading. This is something I started doing when I was in high school. And honestly, I was actually shaped by David Brainerd. I I pulled a copy of David Brainerd um, off my grandfather's shelf. It's this copy, actually. I pulled it off of his shelf in his library, his personal library at home. I took it home and I started reading through it. It changed my life. Mm. Um, I I have never done it exactly the way David Brainerd has done it. I think it's profitable. But one of the ways God's used journaling in my life is to write down meditations on Scripture. We're all called to think about Scripture, not merely to read it. And journaling forces me to not cut corners in my meditation. Um, There's a daily pressure to get through my Bible reading because of all the other things that need to get done. All the, you know, I come home from work and there's work projects that still need to be done. I'm taking online classes, and so I have homework I have to do. There are home things that have to be done, you know, uh, things to do yeah. with, with justice or with Holly or just keeping up the home or financial matters or this or that. And so um, as I come to Bible reading at various points, uh, whenever, whenever it is that it happens, um, there's always the pressure to get in and get out. When I write, though, it forces me to slow down and think through it. And I always find that, not through journaling, but in forcing myself to meditate, I'm going to use this loosely, but out loud on paper, Mm -hmm. um, I I receive the greatest amount of benefit from my Bible reading rather than just thinking thoughts in my own head. But it forces me to sustain a thought and to continue and to pursue it. So I've used that kind of journaling mostly to jot down thoughts that I have about the passage, whether it's a summary, whether it's applicational thoughts, whether it's me just kind of uh, paraphrasing or working through, or even sometimes I found a great meditation help is just think through how would I teach this or preach this? Not that I intend to, or I'm prepping for a sermon, but rather that just helps me think through how is the passage organized and how is it meaningful and what is the main point of this? And so things like that or writing out prayers, I think is what you mentioned before. Yeah. I find myself doing that just in my sermon prep because I, you know, I'll begin sermon prep on Monday after the, you know, preach on Sunday and then the next morning read the passage, read through the passage. And as I read devotionally, in the mornings or in the afternoons, depending on how it's structured, without studying it for my sermon, I will have a whole list of thoughts. And so and so that would be a lot of the same thing. Maybe not, not quite as organized, but in, in most of the time, actually, those thoughts make it into the sermon in some way, in some form of, of just making some observations about the character of God in the, in the passage. Reading the Bible with those kinds of meditations written out, again, helps me to focus and concentrate in a more specific way. It helps kind of concretize those thoughts in my brain. Uh, in my basement right now, I've got a binder full of college-ruled notebooks of uh, meditations going all the way back to high school. And, you know, there are periods in my life where it's more or less consistent, but it's always something that I come back to and I can look back over the years at things God's taught me and how God's improved my meditation and my study of scripture over time. And I have found that, um, and I, I encourage teenagers to do this. I have yet to find a teenager who has done this in a sustained way, who's not come back and said, it's been unbelievably helpful for my spiritual walk. 
In the words of King Agrippa, you've almost persuaded me to be a journaler. I think you ought to. I think you ought to take up a challenge, a ten-day challenge. A ten-day challenge. I think you ought to journal for ten days straight. One thing that's helpful for me, and again, like I, I try not to be legalistic about it, even with myself, because it, it doesn't always work out or whatever. But I, 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 I like to try and give myself the standard of saying. I have to write something down from God's word. Sure. And just that discipline. And that's, again, why it's called a discipline. It's me forcing my will to behave in a certain way in interaction with the means of grace. Commit to writing something down from God's word each day for 10 days and see if it doesn't, at the very least, help you to be more thoughtful as you read and uh, think with a little bit more sustained concentration. And then see if whether or not those two things... Um, become a foundation for God ministering even greater grace to your soul through the word. I think I will take you up on that challenge. And maybe there's someone else who's listening to this podcast who would like to also take up that challenge and maybe give some feedback as to how God's word works in their life um, through this discipline of journaling. I would love to hear from you if you do. If you do end up doing it, let me know what your experience is with it, what works for you, what doesn't, um, because I'm always wanting to learn and grow and uh, I'd love to love to chat just because I enjoy talking about what we're learning in God's word that should be a normal conversation that we have and I think this particular discipline can help us take it to another level um, do you have any final recommendations on what they should use to write with <laughs> is a big pen acceptable yeah. you know I think we haven't had this conversation on the podcast yet. We're, well, you knew it was coming. I, it, All these years, I, I held my peace, and you did too, amazingly. I, I have not weighed into this conversation. Let's just say, let's leave it at this. I believe that anything that you do as a routine, you should learn to enjoy and love the process. It makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just give us this little teaser for future episodes. <laughs> if there is a certain type of notebook or a certain style and type of pen that causes you greater joy as you write, I think that's a worthwhile investment and will help you write more. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. All right. What a great challenge. And uh, hopefully journaling will become something that can be a blessing to those who decide to take it up.